to tee it up on the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show on the Sports Station, 105.5 FM and online at WNSP.com. Stay tuned as John Ricchetti and his guests take a look at the latest news from the PGA Tour, discuss local and regional results, and take your calls. The Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show is brought to you in part by State Farm Agents, Tim Simmons and Paul Simmons, The Grand Hotel, Ward International Trucks, Infirmary Health, McMurray Contracting, Edwin Watts Golf, Carrot Patch Jewelers, Dan Hart LLC, Taylor Martino and Rowan, Hancock Whitney Bank, Cooper Restaurants, Terry Thompson Chevrolet, Gulf Distributing, and Miller Lite. To take part in the program, call in now at 694-1055. Now, let's talk golf. WNSP time is 6.03 p.m. Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP and WNSP.com. You tuned into the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show. We're live from Felix's Fish Camp on a gorgeous Monday evening. We got a packed house here tonight. As uh, it's pre Fourth of July, I guess it's a pre Fourth of July little mini party. Everybody's coming in to tune in to the show. But we got a great crowd here live from Felix's Fish Camp. I'm your host John Ricchetti, along with Danny Spivey. My good buddy Spibes is with us tonight. Spibes, how are you? I'm doing great, Johnny. You're exactly right. A lot of, lot of good, good uh, feeling in the air right now. Getting ready for our, our Independence Day tomorrow, and uh, a lot of great people out here, and uh, a lot of great golf's been played over this last week, and uh, yeah, just a beautiful summer evening in Lower Alabama, Johnny. Yeah, that's right. It's a hot one, and folks, uh, if you're out there, please drink plenty of fluids, plenty of water. If you're out there on the golf course. I recommend drinking plenty of fluids. 251-694-1055, 251-694-1055. If you want to be part of the program, love to hear your thoughts about what's going on in the world of golf. There's a lot going on, that's for sure. But uh, as I mentioned, uh, Michael Bronner also joining us back in the studios of WNSP. Nick Wiggins, our on-site producer here. So we got the A-team here tonight. Bronner, how are you, my friend? Doing good, gentlemen. How are you doing over there? Uh, we're doing uh, we're doing good, man. I mean, uh, you know, you get a chance to play any this weekend? Yeah, I actually played two 18-hole rounds for the first weekend Whoa. in a while. Um, uh, where do I start here? Uh, so Saturday, uh, I think I set a personal record for most pars in a round with seven. Uh, but I also took like three trips. There was one point I got on a tear. I parred six, seven, and eight. Uh, I was, I, I was, I was on fire, and uh, and then I proceeded to have back-to-back triple bogeys on nine and ten. So that wrecked that. Uh, couldn't really get much together the rest of the round. Uh, so that was like a ninety-three, I believe, on Saturday. You had a ninety what? Ninety-three on Saturday. Okay. All right. All right. 93, okay. All right, well, we're, and we're then, getting there. Uh, and then yesterday, yesterday I was playing a lot consistently better. Uh, not as many pars, but, man, I, I had a 43 on the front nine. And uh, I was, I was, I was kind of cooking. And I, I was like 10 over through 13 holes. I got through 10, 11, 12 bogey, bogey par, which is usually a brutal stretch for me. I was starting to think, like, oh, man, like, today could be the day. I might do it today. 
And, uh, you know, I bombed it right on the 14th hole. Couldn't couldn't scrape it together. Ended up tripling. And then the rest of the round, I just couldn't I couldn't get the ball off the ground, off the tee. I, I kept hitting ground ball. I, I can't explain why. I don't know what it was. And uh, I just I didn't make enough bogeys to get it done. I had a couple doubles and ended up with a 91 on Sunday. All right. Well, that's, um, you know, that's not too bad. I mean, uh, we can work with that, Bronner. I mean, you know, we can work with that. Um, they're getting better. See, that's the key is you're, you know, we've talked a lot about trending. Bronner, you're trending in the right direction, just the same as Ricky Fowler this weekend. And, you know, I know you love Ricky. Um, yeah, for 13 I mean, holes I was playing. I was playing. What's that? For 13 holes yesterday I was playing some pretty spectacular oh yeah you were trending i thought uh, you you were there i fell apart i mean we got it we're thinking you know we're getting there man we're trying to get you to the you know the u.s amateur you're trending in the right direction marion 2025 that's it you're trending that's what we do ricky fowler was trending i mean look how good this guy's played for the last i don't know six months or so and he ended up a four-year drought can you believe it's been four years since Ricky Fowler's won, Danny? I mean, four yeah, years. Well, and that's I think that's why so many people were so excited for him. Um, you, you know, Ricky, Ricky Fowler's a, he's just a tremendous story. He's obviously very well liked. He has a very young audience that likes the way he looks, likes the way he plays, likes his clothing. You know, he's very marketable, and uh, and he's certainly had one of those games that that we thought would stand the test of time. And he, and he went through a little drought, and he talks about it. And, uh, you know, I watched an awful lot of this tournament. By the way, the Canadian Adam Hadwin, what a, what a great performance. Well, he, he hasn't won in a while. He either. hasn't won. Colin Markawa hasn't won in a little while. So it was kind of – but you could tell everybody was kind of rooting for Ricky. Sure. But, uh, you know, he went back to Butch. He went back to Butch Harmon, and they worked on something over the last 12 to 14 months. You saw him trending greatly, and it was just a matter of time. But, you know, that's the one thing about golf, Johnny. It, it could be romanticized a lot, but it doesn't owe you a whole lot, so there was no telling. But to see that last putt kind of fall in in that playoff, just kind of that right lower lip and drop in, what a big sigh of relief for Ricky right there, because that opens up a lot more doors. You know, now he's back in Ryder Cup contention. Now he's all these different things. Instead of being the guy they just kind of want around, he's kind of a guy who they all know is playing well. Now he's closed the door on a victory, and and winning is is why these guys play. I know there's a lot that you know the money's great and all this other stuff and traveling lifestyle, but the top players want to win. Sure. Well, you got to look at uh, Ricky Fowler refused to crumble. I mean. And, and obviously collapse again. I mean, Fowler made a 12-foot birdie putt on the first playoff hole, and uh, and you know he outlasted Colin Morikawa and Adam Hadwin yesterday. And then after just two weeks, after squandering squandering a chance to win the U.S. Open, had a chance to win at the Travelers Championship. Uh, we know he closed with a 75 in the final round at five over par at the U.S. Open. Ended up tied for fifth. Shot one under in the final round at the Travelers Championship would end up tied for 13th when he had a chance to possibly win that one where people were going low, low, low. So, um, you know, it was good to see this guy uh, win. It's been a long time, um, but uh, he is definitely a crown favorite, Bronner. People love Ricky, and, uh, you know, it's it's good for Ricky Fowler. Yeah, man, it, w- it was nice to see. Ricky get it done. Uh, 
you know, he's. He, I mean, we talked about him a couple months ago. You know, it was. He's been trending for a while now, and uh, you know, you knew he was going to break through eventually. He's been playing too well to not win one of these tournaments at some point, and uh, you know, to see him win. Uh, yeah, something I noticed about him watching, he, he's got to be one of the more even-keeled guys out there right now. I mean, he doesn't even he doesn't react to anything. I mean, that, that shot he had on 18 when he needed birdie, he put it to three feet or whatever it was. No reaction. No reaction when he forced the playoff. Uh, it's kind of impressive uh, how, how he's able to just keep everything on an even keel like that. Probably helps him, I would imagine. Yeah, he did. I mean, he's an even kill guy. Yeah, he's a cool hand Luke type of deal, man. And and I'll tell you the other thing I really liked about that tournament, not all the all the storylines in the Peter Kess guy who was a Monday qualifier. I mean, my goodness gracious, finished in the top five there. Played at BYU, exactly. And uh, but but Detroit Golf Club, you know, we saw a lot of hard courses as of late. And, but I kind of like that old fashioned shootout. That course was giving up a lot of birdies. It was playing wet. You know, the greens were pure, and that's one thing about bent grass. You know, I mean, they get wet, and, uh, you know, you could throw darts at them all day long, and uh, especially ball in hand that last day. Um, so, you know, congratulations. I like to see it. I, I like the 24 under every once in a while. I want to see it every week. But uh, I kind of like watching, you know, birdies go in, Johnny. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, Tony Finau earlier in the week said that he thought it'd take 30 under to win, but, you know, they had a bad storm go through there on Sunday at Detroit Country Club, and, as you mentioned, they had to move. I think they teed off yesterday like at 8 o'clock. Yeah, 8 o'clock. Everybody was kind of freaking out. I, I happened to catch it on, you know, on a couple of the, the, the other streaming channels live. And uh, I was like, what is going on here? Because I was kind of arranging my day around of wanting to see if Ricky could close. That's how captivating sure. this guy is. And so I called the guys at the course and I said, listen, you know, I'm not going to make it out there. I'm going to watch a little bit of this golf. I'll come out in a little bit. But uh you know, they finished by 1 p.m., then the broadcast came on, and um, I, I try not to play spoiler with a lot of people, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> you, had, you had to tell him Ricky won? I was just so excited. Yeah, just, well, yeah, everybody's excited. He's the guy's, uh, he's a favorite. I mean, there was chance yesterday of Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. I mean, uh, people everywhere. I mean, even though they had to play real early yesterday morning so due to the weather but uh they got it in uh, i know they had some play was suspended saturday for a couple hours um and then uh you know they teed off the te- leaders teed off sunday morning five hours ahead. prior to the scheduled uh starting time would have been the normal starting times yeah you're exactly right and then between that going on too, and then you know uh, switching over to the, the to the USGA US Senior Open Championship. Yeah, I was going to get to that at know, the next we, segment, Danny. But you, because that's a lot. I think this story about Bernhard Langer. We're going to talk about that here momentarily at the next at the next stop. Bernhard Langer, uh, you know, incredible story right there. He has played some great golf. We're going to break that down when we come back at the next segment, but. Uh, it's uh, it's good. Back to Ricky Fowler. Great stuff. Uh, Mo, Robbie Shelton, uh, just he started off a solid first round, just couldn't quite get it going. I think he ended up six under par. I don't know, probably around 50th place. I don't know if we can get it pulled up, Dan, if you can get it. Yeah, he ended up, up six under par, but uh, made the cut positive, and uh, he continues to move forward uh, and having a good solid year so far in 2023. The former St. Paul standout and also Alabama standout, Robbie Shelton. So uh, he's uh, he continues to do good stuff. 
Brian, did you get a chance to watch any of it yesterday? Oh yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I ended up leaving to go play, but I was watching, you know, until it, the tape delay was very annoying too. That's a that's a whole thing we can get into on on the other side. What what uh, you know yeah. issues with the world of golf when uh, when when the schedule gets yeah. changed around. All right, we got to take a break. Tied for seventieth, Robert Shelton. I'd like to thank Miller Light and Golf Distributing Company, Terry Thompson Chevrolet, McMurray Contracting LLC, Hancock Whitney Bank. The Grand Hotel Golf Resort and Spa, the law firm of Taylor, Martillo, and Rowan, Carrot Patch, our good friend Cameron Smith on Hillcrest Road. We'll be right back live from Felix's Fish Camp here on the Sports Station, 105.5 WNSB. is the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show on the Sports Station WNSP. Once again, here's John Ricchetti. WNSP time, 618 p.m. Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP and WNSP.com. You tuned into the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show. We are live from Felix's Fish Camp on the Causeway. A great evening here. Got a packed house tonight. World-class food service atmosphere here at Felix's Fish Camp. Don't forget Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Mobile, the Bluegill on the Causeway, all part of the Cooper family of restaurants. 251-694-1055, 251-694-1055. Any questions or comments, I'm your host, John Ricchetti, along with my good buddy Danny Spivey, Michael Bronner back at the studios at WNSP, our producer Nick Wiggins on site here at Felix's Fish Camp. 251-694-1055, Any questions or comments you want to jump in as we talk about the world of golf? Before we get to the U.S. Open, Senior Open, which is a massive story in itself in the world of golf, uh, Bronner, you, you were getting a little perturbed with the broadcast yesterday. Why don't you elaborate about it? Well, I, and... You know, when there's a weather situation, there's there's nothing you can do about oh, yeah. it. It is it is what it is. You know, they I, I, would I would I prefer them to go in groups of twos and start on time, obviously. But you know, to get the tournament in, you got to do what you got to do. So nothing to complain about there. It's just like, and eventually I got it on the CBS Sports app. I, I was just sitting there on ESPN Plus yesterday, and every other damn channel, just thinking like, how ridiculous is it in the year of 2023? that I want to watch a golf tournament that is live happening. And I'm, I, I had to jump through 10 different hoops to make that happen. I, I Like the fact that ESPN Plus with their featured holes and featured uh, groups, they have half rights to broadcast. Like, what are we uh, doing? It's, it is so irritating. Oh. I'm on Team Broader on this one, Johnny. Why can I watch it. the 15th hole, but I can't just watch the damn broadcast? All right, so so you know, I mean, everybody, uh, most a lot of people stream, you know, their all their content now, right? And I live, happen to live in a neighborhood got great, you know, fiber optic Wi-Fi, all that stuff. So I run my basic streaming through, you know, I'll say Hulu, right? So I get all the channels that I want, this, that, and the other. So I did the exact same thing. I pull it up. So I got es, you got ESPN Plus, featured hole 16, 17, 15, featured groups, and and then in the background you just keep seeing, you know, Ricky like make a birdie. 
know, and it's like it was irritating. But finally it got to a point. But I, I get it. I get it. But we found it, didn't we? I figured it out eventually. It took me it took me a minute, but uh yeah, and then CBS has to show the broadcast on delay, which everyone already knows what happened. It's like, oh, you know, prime broadcast on CBS here. Is Ricky gonna be able to force a playoff? Meanwhile it happened two hours earlier. I mean the whole thing was just was a joke. I, you would think CBS would adjust their programming schedule to take off, you know, whatever whatever programming was on in the morning i, I don't know but yeah. I, don't know. I don't think that's too much to ask but whatever well and the golf channel was playing playing the dp tour yep uh, yeah i love watching the dp tour i really look forward to watching that for some reason i have really enjoy watching the dp tour it just seems more of a reality i don't know no one no one's really there you know not big household names you know what i mean it's like Got you got sponsor signs everywhere on tee boxes and stuff. Gets more of a home feeling. Well, it does, and but you know you may have to download an app and like screenshot some of the names on the leaderboard so you can pronounce them correctly. But but you know it, it is. It was a it was a, a neat tournament. I watched some of that. Of course, I, that was between the trying to find the the live broadcast of the you know the actual tournament that you know. <laughs> and watching the DP tour, but it was a fun finish, and uh, um, but. You know, if there's golf on, we'll watch it, Johnny. That's right. All right. So I think a massive story in the world of golf really is Bernhard Langer winning the U.S. Senior Open. Sets a mark for career wins on the PGA Tour champions. Uh, 46 times he's won out there. I mean, this guy is something incredible. Um, he really is. And... It is, uh, I think, the, the German star. I mean, this guy is, I, I don't know. He is just getting ready to be, I guess, in a month or so, he's going to turn 66. Just incredible how good this guy plays. And if you watch him play, the stamina he has at 66 and, and so forth, Danny, the, sh- the way, the shape he's in, the way he can still compete out there, even though it's a, it is a tour over 50, but still, when you're a guy, you're playing a guy who's 51, you're 66, spotting him 15 years, in most things, it don't it doesn't bode that well. Well, it really doesn't, and, and you know, because a lot of things go, and, you know, we picked on, you know, Bernhard for, you know, when he went to the to the long putter and everything, and and then you know the the anchoring issues and stuff like that, and but let's let's say exactly what this is. It is it is absolutely mind blowing what this guy, particularly, has done after the age of fifty three. Oh yeah. Okay, so from fifty three to 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 sixty five, the guys won you know forty two of those forty six tournaments, including ten of those majors. And I believe he's had four majors over the age of sixty. If I'm not, I may it may be five. I'm not positive. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Not only the physical prowess, but just the ability to get around a golf course. Now he kind of limped in a little bit. You know, bogey sixty. On a very difficult golf, very hard golf course. And I and I had texted my former teammate Dicky Pride, who had a top six finish. He fin one of only like seven or eight players to finish under par. Yeah. And he said how difficult that golf course was. And and of course. Where it was, Johnny? It was in Wisconsin. Yep. It's in Steve Stricker and Jerry Kelly's backyard. Yeah, they were screaming, and here comes the big bad German guy. You know, to just the, this unbelievable force of nature out on that Champions Tour. Well, I remember about three or four years ago, Johnny. I, I came on the show one time. We were talking. We were, and I had sent you a text, like I do some time to times when you're doing the show, and. 
we were having a comment because Bernhard Langer was going through one of those win streaks. This was four or five years ago, and at the time, we said Hale Oren had 45 championship victories, and we were like, there's no way that this guy can keep up this rate to catch 45. It seemed unfathomable. Yeah. It really did as of four or five years ago, and, and look where we are right now. But uh, congratulations to this guy. No, he's it. i just tell you real quick that at the broader, listen to this, at the age of 65, let's call him 66 because he's less than a month away from turning 66. Uh, he's got 46 victories on the PJ Tour champions, passing Hale Warren, who held the record for the most wins out there at 45. Langer has led the money list 11 times. He's been player of the year nine times, best scoring average seven times, and has won the Charles Cup six times. Maybe he had to play broader. You think he had to be on the Ryder Cup team for the European team? Oh, that's a that's a good question. That's a question. How about I that question? I haven't thought of. Maybe. Uh, may, like maybe, huh? I don't know. I mean, nah, probably. I don't know. Pro- if, probably not. He's, so nah, he's, he's, he's going to be sixty-six. I mean, you know. I, mean, I could tell you one thing: if he was a member at a club like down in Florida, he may be. But could you imagine him in some member-member games and spot? You know, say you're a uh, a Seb Straka or, or somebody like that, or. You know, or, or somebody of that caliber, really good, solid player, then they got to spot Bernhard Longer in a member member tournament somewhere, the, the well, Blue Tees. Yeah. I'll go on record here saying that possibly, possibly, if the Ryder Cups this fall is played in, it's playing in Rome, Italy. Right. If they were playing in Germany this fall, I would say possibly. Maybe they might look at him if it was. A, can you imagine what it would do for that tournament if it was in Germany? Well, it's six and six now, so six qualifiers, six uh, captains picks. So you know, um, I, I don't know. I'm I, sure he'll be involved one way or another. He is. I, has he been a Ryder Cup captain before? Good it's a, question. It's a good question. I, I think yeah, Bronner has he. I gotta look if you can look that up. But anyway, so uh, our. Our good buddy Austin Henson today texted me, and he asked me a question. Okay, I'm a, uh, well, what, you're looking that up as he's been a Ryder, Ryder Cup captain. Yeah, he has. He has. Two thousand. Okay. He was a non, yeah non-playing captain, the victorious European team in 2004 and 2008. Okay, so Brian, I'm going to tell you this. What do you think? I was Austin Henson told me today. How many? professional wins do you think Bernard Langer has? Don't don't get on the machine and look I mean on the on your computer and look it up. Honestly, how many wins do you have over under I'm gonna set the over under at seventy eight. Now I'm gonna set set seventy eight over under this is across all tours all tour professional since turning wins. professional since turning professional how many wins sure. do you think he has over under is 78 oh, 60 okay. i'll take i 7 i'll take the under on 78 i'm going to say so oh, got the under i i and i i didn't find it quick yeah, enough don't be looking I, i'm going to say just because of his age and going back that these guys turned professional so quick back there i'm going to say over and i i think it's over considerably over 70 Considering over seventy, how many? How many? Now that that's okay. all European right. events, everything. Two five one six nine four one zero five five. Oh, you've already looked it up. Don't tell nobody. Two five one six nine four one zero five five. How many people? Uh, chime in. 
over under 78 professional wins by Bernhard Longer. I'm going to give you the answer. If you want to call Bronner, give us your thoughts. When we come back, I was shocked. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. The guy is a player. All right, we're going to move to Live Golf. Speaking of another players, Taylor Gooch is on fire. All right, we're live here on the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show, live from Felix's Fish Camp. I want to thank Infirmary Health Systems, Ford Lumber, Dan Hart LLC, Engineer Products and Services, State Farm Insurance, Tim and Paul Simmons, Ward International Trucks, a family-owned company right here in Mobile, Alabama, Felix's Bluegill, Ruth Chris Steakhouse, Edward Watts Golf Shops, Miller Lite and Golf Distributing Company. We'll be right back live from Felix's Fish Camp on the Sports Station 105.5 WNSP. This is the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show on the Sports Station WNSP. Once again, here's John Ricchetti. WNSP time is 6.33 p.m. Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP and WNSP.com. You tune into the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show. We are live from Felix's Fish Camp on the Causeway. Always a great time here at Felix's Fish Camp as... Uh, Fourth of July is tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great time with your fer- your family, your friends, and please don't drink and drive if you're on the roads. Tomorrow should be a very, very busy day. 251-694-1055, 251-694-1055. I'm your host, John Ricchetti, along with Danny Spivey, Michael Bronner, Nick Wiggins, everybody joining us here. Quick shout-out to, we had the, John Ricchetti Junior Classic, Danny, last Thursday at Lakewood Golf Club. Okay. Over a hundred players part of the Jimmy part of the Jimmy Green Junior Tour. Uh, I was there, took some pictures with all the winners. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty neat stuff to see uh, a lot of young kids and so forth and some really good golf play. A kid shot a sixty nine, yeah. seventy mm-hmm. was shot. Kid from Las Vegas playing. How about that? Yep. And, coming uh, to two five one, baby. Yeah, they're coming. And a shout-out, I don't know if we did, Danny, if we give uh, Henry Brown for winning the, we might have talked about it, uh, winning the... Uh, the State Junior. State Junior, 13 and 13 under. 13 and under. Yeah. Good job. And we got the uh, State Junior, I think the State Junior comes up in July. Yeah. Uh, in July up at Goose Pond and see all of our our our, uh, our boys and girls up there, and that's yeah. going to be great. Uh, and our, also our boys, we got, uh, Danny, we got the... Um, the Woody, uh, the Woody Woodall Invitational at the Country Club of Mobile is just a few weeks away. A few weeks away. Yep. Gonna, it's going to be a big event. I know MJ, uh, he's putting that thing together, and that's going to be a great event. Looking forward to that at the Country Club. I know uh, i got players from all over the south in that tournament. Uh, great tournament in honor of the former head professional, uh, Woody Woodall, at the Country Club of Mobile. So uh, for more information, you can call, get a hold of Michael Johnson and, you uh, if you're interested in playing, 251-694-1055, 251-694-1055. Before we go to Live Golf, just want to mention uh, back to uh, Bernhard Langer. How many professional wins? And had the over-under at 78, and Bronner had the, what you have, Bronner, the under or over? An embarrassingly low under, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, embarrassing low under. Well, I don't know we have any, if anybody chimed in. But I can give because we're going to move to live golf. Even Spivey looked it up, and he couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was shocked. Austin Henson 
told me today, 144 wins worldwide. 144. How about that? That's golf in your ball. And guess how many PJ Tour wins he's got, Bronner? Not a lot. No, it's amazing. But anyway, he had three. He had three. Yeah, three. three. And two of them were majors. Two majors, two masters, and one alone PJ Tour heritage. Hilton heritage. One. Yep. It's amazing, uh, isn't it? Isn't it amazing, though? You think about a guy who's just dominating champions golf, and that's gotten better after the age of fifty. To think of the career that he's had, and he's he's playing against the same people he played against for pretty much the most part of his career on the PJ Tour, and now he's demolishing these guys, and they were demolishing him when he was under 50. But see, you know, it's it's interesting as we segue into live is, you know, you look at all Bernhardt's success, you know, he had 42 European Tour wins, and we got to go back to win the European Tour. You know, it wasn't like it is now. You know, the European contingency of, of the Bernhards, Nafaldos, the Longers, and, yeah. and all those guys, and all the great Spaniards that came through, Lothbaugh and Corsevi, that the European Tour was everything. You didn't see those guys on the PGA Tour. You didn't see them very often. You saw them at the majors is where you saw them. And yeah. so, you know, he probably spent 22 of or to 25 of those years never playing Except for four times a year against a lot of these guys, yeah. You know, now sometimes what was great about Nicholas and Paul and those guys, they would actually go over and play some European tour events, and so does some of the modern ones. Yeah. But as we get into live, uh, oh, by the way, before we get there, uh, Hins- Austin Henson just informed me I got it wrong. It's 122. 122 wins. is what I. 122 had, yeah. wins. Yeah. he's had. Bernhard Lyons. Thank you, Henson. Uh, yeah, so we're going into you got a segue into live golf. One of the hottest players in golf, Tyler Gooch. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he should be consideration for the Ryder Cup team. Well, you think, and, and but and they, I, he's got no chance. No, he's got no chance. You know, and and there's a couple reasons why. But uh, you know, Taylor's been on. He's got a little chip on his shoulder right now. You know, he's playing some great golf. I watched a little live tour on the CW Network and and uh, kind of back and forth. And uh, you know, Taylor's obviously playing some great golf right now, and he's cashing some big time checks. I know that. But uh, you know, we'll see what his pathway is and see what the live and the PGA Tour. I know the PGA Tour. Are, uh, a couple of its officials, Sutton and, and uh, the other gentlemen, are going to be, you know, I think they had scheduled a, uh, you know, basically an interview with Congress coming up here soon, you know, talking about the, the new for-profit deal. They they have some questions, our, our wonderful government, about that. And uh, so we'll see what, what transpires about that. But uh, nonetheless, these guys are playing to, to get better and, you look at Brooksy, you look at Dustin Johnson, even Phil and the Taylor Gooch and a couple others. Kevin Nall played pretty good uh, in that tournament as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, these guys that have pathways into the majors already are pretty much gearing up for those with the last two of the year. But, uh, you know, the other ones that haven't qualified don't have any pathway to get to any majors right now. Uh, so we'll see if that gets addressed with all these deals going yeah. on. Yeah, Taylor Gooch won his third Live Golf League title of the year and uh, – Made that 15-foot putt, a uh, tough putt on the at the uh, on the 18th hole at Valderrama for 67. Ended up a one-shot victory over Bryson DeChambeau, DeChambeau, and uh, uh, it also becomes uh, the first player 
of Live Golf that has three wins. Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson both have two. Uh, so, and there you go. DeChambeau's another guy that's uh, trending in the right direction. He's been playing some good golf. He's been making some noise in all the, you know, the, the first few majors of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty good stuff. So, you know, uh, you know, Taylor Gooch, does he deserve uh, recognition? Bronner into the Ryder Cup, or what do you think? Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, uh, but it's certainly been impressive what he's been doing. Yeah. Well, I believe you're going to see Taylor Gooch at, at the Open Championship. I believe he is eligible for that, or he is already uh, in that field. And you watch, so that's some of the interesting things watching the DP tours, the chase, you know, to get that get that uh, exemption into the Open Championship, which is going to probably three or four weeks. Is that about right? Um, so uh, three weeks. One, two, yeah, three yeah, weeks. Probably three weeks. So uh, well, you're going to see a live contingency there. And, and then we'll hear, I thought, you know, speaking of live, you haven't really heard a lot out of Tiger Woods except for the, the 15 to 20-word statement he, he tweeted out or, or posted that, you know, there. I guess someone alluded that he had seen some documents about a possible deal, and he, defute, you know, disputed that. He said, "I've never heard of these rules and where we're going for. This is the first I've ever heard of, of it." And uh, so we'll see. It feels like to me, Johnny, that 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 Tiger's been left out of the loop a little bit on some of these things, and he and and, and he kind of wants either is hiding the information. Or, or, or they're just not sharing with them to protect certain players from getting caught up in this thing again. They need their stars to be stars and stay out of this this part of the part of the business, so to speak. But it's hard to. Yeah, um, you know they had that meeting at the Travelers uh, back in June of 2020. All this is we're stemming back back to the players meeting they had back in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe Tiger was at that. Was he at that? No. Meeting? No, That's I don't what believe he, said. he, he was. Yeah. There. yeah. That was right prior or I think after their first event in 2022, I think when they were kicked off in London live golf too, but uh, he did attend the players meeting in Washington. I mean, excuse me, in Delaware, Delaware Wilmington, Delaware last August uh, to discuss the PGA Tour's response to live. Um, but uh Anyway, and we'll see what kind of shakes out. But I would not be surprised. A lot of people are speculating that they think Live is just going to go away, that format, so to speak. Okay, that the in the shorts the team concept, all the different things going on, that whole thing. I, I, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. I, in fact, I, I'm a little more convinced, just kind of looking from the outside at the parameters of what this deal might include with the PI, uh, the public investment fund is it might even enhance the team aspect to maybe eight tournaments and because they're going to have a scheduling conflict regardless with trying to incorporate these guys over the next three to four years into some of these DP events or Greg whatever Norman they're going to do. Said, I think I've seen something today. Greg Norman says that their 2024 schedule is almost done. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't see them backtrack. I, I think it even will, will enhance even more if, if you want to know my honest opinion. Now, whether I think that's a good thing or a bad thing is a whole other issue. But uh, I'd see more still, expansion than, than, yeah, than less. Still, everybody's left in the dark. We really don't have a pathway of exactly what this is going to look like. I don't know, Bronner, if you've heard anything or seen anything exactly what the future of the PGA Tour and Live Golf is going to look like and moving forward. Still hasn't been any 
really documentation exactly what's going to happen, what it's going to be like, and so forth. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty much all quiet on the whole thing. I, I haven't heard anything anything new. So, well, you need to think about it. You know, you don't want to get in the weeds on this from a from a certain point because right now where it is is. With this, can you know, with Congress getting involved and, and the PGA Tour going from a nonprofit to a for-profit entity with the PIF, that's a foreign, you know, run investment fund. Yeah. You know, so it is going to be investigated. Don't read too much into that. It is going to be investigated because it, it it's by law it has to, you know, in our country at least, but uh, which is a good thing. So, uh, you know, we'll see what shakes out of that. I think a lot of that. A lot of answers will come after some of this where they can start negotiating different scheduling and, and different ways to divvy up this fund into certain areas that's that's good to grow the game and get it out of the hands of necessarily people thinking that it's a live tour. It's not going to be a live tour worldwide. It's not going to happen. PGA Tour is too powerful and too good of a market for it. So, you know, we've just got to kind of go with it for right now and let them take care of some of these congressional needs and, and, and see what happens after that. All right, we're going to come back. Got a few more uh, tidbits to talk about when we come back here to wrap up another great edition of the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show. I'd like to thank Miller Lite and Golf Distributing Company, Terry Thompson, Chevrolet, McMurray Contracting, LLC, Hancock Whitney Bank, the Grand Hotel Golf Resort and Spa, Ford Lumber, and Firmary Health Systems, the Carrot Patch Jewelry, our good friend Cameron Smith on Hillcrest Road, Taylor Martina Rowan, attorneys at law. We're live from Felix's Fish Camp here on a sports station on the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show. We'll be right back. This is the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show on the sports station WNSP. Once again, here's John Ricchetti. We're on the final nine here on the Miller Lite John Ricchetti Golf Show live from Felix's Fish Camp here on the sports station 105.5 WNSP. Great crowd here tonight at Felix's Fish Camp. Don't forget Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Mobile, the Bluegill on the Causeway, all part of the Cooper family of restaurants. We'll be back here next Monday night. Uh, should have a great, uh, always got a great show, great time here. Love being part of the Felix's Fish Camp. Great food, great atmosphere here, and the service is impeccable here at Felix's Fish Camp. 251-694-1055. 251-694-1055. I'm John Ricchetti, along with my good buddy Danny Spivey. Also Michael Bronner back at the studios of WNSP. Nick Wiggins on site here, our producer on site here at Felix's Fish Camp. So 251-694-1055, 251-694-1055. I see, uh, i tell you what, Spivey, he's playing some great golf. Do that, buddy. Nick Dunlop. You know, he. Uh, I got a couple texts this weekend, and, and he went on to win the um, North South. North South, and and I really look. I've I've been following. And he won the Northeast. In the Northeast, exactly. That's two pretty good wins right there. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be on the Walker Cup team. Yeah, there's no doubt. And of course, Gordon Sarger was named to the Walker Cup team as well. And yeah. uh, so we have two Alabama boys. And I'm I'm going to tell you what. And we we talked a little bit about this, but. We were up at Birmingham uh, Country Club, the West Course, for the United States uh, Golf Association's Junior Amateur Qualifier, and it was probably one of the strongest fields I've ever seen in my life, including young Tyler Watts, who won our state amateur to win on the win the Southern uh, Southern Junior. Uh, a lot of these just fine, fine young players in that tremendous golf course up there, and 
the 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 state of Alabama junior golf and and it starts with local and and Eric Code two five one right here Jay Stubbs and the Jimmy Green tour you sure. know a lot of you know our our club professionals Neil and the gang and and everybody that supports these junior golfers I was out at Lakewood today and and I saw several junior golfers out there and and young professionals as well and uh, it's just really good to see the amount of uh, just sheer talent, and, and it's at every level, you know, in every age, too, boys and girls. We've had Frances Brown on, on our show. We're going to watch her do great things here in the next several years as she continues her pro- progression in the game of golf. But it's just fun to watch, and uh, you and I have boys. I've got one. I saw your son today. You saw my son today. They all both oh, love yeah. golf, and, and um, you know, it's just exciting. But, uh you know, just a lot of great things coming on, and and uh, you know the PGA Tour is in full swing right now, and and uh, we're in the throes of summer, and we're going to see some great, great uh, amateur golf here in our local area, as well as you know our light scratch tours is going to be at Azalea City here shortly, and and. Uh, and then we got some USGA senior amateur qualifying coming up, and the state junior coming up. So a lot of great golf in the local area we're going to be able to talk about. Yeah, no question about it, uh, Spives. We've got a lot to uh, talk about for sure, uh, a lot of things. But Nick Dunlop, as I mentioned, uh, congratulations. Uh, Alabama star there. He's, uh, you know, he won the U.S. Junior, and uh, some, he's played some really, really good golf for sure. So a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the state of Alabama for sure. And uh, we got the PGA Championship next week. Uh, I guess next Tuesday or Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday at Azalea City. Yep. As uh, kids battle for a spot to the National PGA Championship. I think uh, McGill's Michael Crocker, Alabama commit. I think he played in it last year. And, oh, speaking of that, let's give a shout-out to uh, Fairhope High School, Fairhope's uh, Trip Duke. Yes. For getting uh, uh, committing to Mississippi State. Going to be a bulldog. Got to be a bulldog. So yep. congratulations to uh, Trip Duke. and. Uh, wish him the best of luck uh, onto his next uh, career, and, and next I, future in golf. Well, exactly. I got over a, the state. Got a lot of chance to watch Trip this year. He's going to have, you know, uh, just a, he's got a, he's just got such a solid game. And saw him up there. He came very close up there at the USGA Junior AM qualifier up there at Birmingham Country Club and played a tremendous round of golf, uh, even par. But uh, you know, we'll watch him and watch a couple other ones and. Uh, uh, see what happens here, Johnny. That's it. Oh, back to uh, professional golf. Uh, Steve Stricker. Do yeah. you realize he had played 55 rounds without shooting over par until the first round of the U.S. Senior Open? And he shot one over. Yeah. Yeah. 55 rounds, Bronner, without shooting over par. That guy's a machine. He's going to set a lot of records in, on a Champions Tour, that's for sure. Well, and he's at that perfect age, too, you Ooh. know, Steve Stricker. Yeah. You know, to go on a nice, long run, he's got the perfect mentality, the perfect game. He stays in shape, and, you know, it's, uh, everything's good in his life. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, I'm, I'm sure that local Wisconsin crowd was not pleased with Bernhard Longer, but they had to applaud him for, for what they got the chance to watch hey, history. Did you ever, hey, Bronner, you listen? You got you were still with us? I'm here. All right, here's one for you. So you talk about kids and everybody wants to turn pro, right? So let me tell you about a guy who just played in the Corn Ferry Tour. His name is Ryan Blom. He didn't make a bogey in his last 53 holes. Made only three bogeys this week in Springfield, Missouri. Didn't have a single six on his scorecard. 
Okay? He made 21 birdies and an eagle. He shot 67, 64, 68, 65. Finished at 20 under par. Pretty good, isn't it? Whew. Stout. He didn't finish in the top 10. Oh. <laughs> I'm not trying to depress there. people out there, but uh, get you choose some of that for a little while on your way home. I used to always love when I when I go play in qualifiers and you know, though it's local or national or whatever and and we play a practice out, someone would always inevitably say, God, that course is impossible. There's no way seventy four might make it and I just start hey. laughing. I was like, Somebody's gonna shoot sixty eight out here. I don't care who but somebody will. Danny. Yeah. I'm on the track system. The track is where it's at. How you doing, I buddy? I broke. Look at that. First time. Broke 100. 100.8. 100.8 club bed speed. I'm fired up. God. The tr- stack is where it's at. Just bottle the power. That's it. All right. For uh, Nick Wiggins, our producer on site, Michael Bronner back to the studios of WNSP, my good buddy, reigning light scratch tour, senior player of the year, Danny Spivey. I'm your host, John Ricchetti. We'll be right back here next Monday night. Everybody have a safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Don't drink and drive. We'll talk to you, everybody, next Monday night. Have a great week, folks.